Now, this is a readout from the page What is Santhalasma? Santhalasma, called by specialists Santhalasma palpebrarum, is a particular type of xanthoma, a yellowish deposit of fat underneath the skin, usually on the eyelids and or around them. Therefore, Santhalasma can be referred to as xanthoma, but not vice versa. The process in the formation of Santhalasma and xanthoma are the same but we refer to Sanfalasma only once the Santhoma develop around the eyes and on the eyelids. Sanfalasma are composed of Santhoma cells, which are foamy formation of intracellular fat deposits, primarily located within the upper reticular dermis and epidermis. But more simply, Sanfalasma are collections of certain types of fat, mostly cholesterol and triglycerides derived from food. These lesions appear in those individuals whose body is unable to efficiently break down fats into usable energy. Sometimes diabetes, hyperthyroidism, liver problems and most prominently genetics can all contribute to the growth of Santhalasma. Recently, the role of Aceladini LDL and microphages, their scavengers receptors, have been observed in the probable causation of Santhalasma palpebrarum. Since Santhalasma are fat formations, they have little nervous terminations, therefore they are not painful. The incidence of Sanfalasma in the general population has been reported between 0.3 and 1.5%. The age of onset ranges from 15 to 73 years of age with peak incidence in the 4th and 5th decades, meaning between your 40s and your 50s. Although our experience in treating this condition, Sanfalasma appear to be lesions predominantly observed on female adults. Although this higher reported incidence has been corroborated by other independent studies, this may be due to the fact that women are more self-conscious of, cos- of their cosmetic conditions than men. This means that Very likely men and women have it equally, but women care about their appearance more. Due to the type of customers we have served, we can now say Sanfalasma are equally common in Asians, Caucasians, and people from any ethnic origin. Many still believe that the formation of Sanfalasma are directly related to the cholesterol levels of the individual contributing to the development of the condition. However, direct correlation between high lipids levels and formation of Santhalasma has not been proven. It has been found that many of those developing Santhalasma have normal cholesterol blood levels. It seems instead that certain individuals are more likely than others to develop Santhalasma 
mainly due to the the to due to hereditary factors. This is confirmed by studies conducted on large numbers of people who developed the condition. It has been found that the high cholesterol incidence level of some plasma sufferers is close to those of the normal population not developing some plasma. Therefore, unless proven otherwise, it is possible that high cholesterol levels and the development of sanfalasma may not be directly related. On the contrary, there seem to be an hereditary component which contributes to the development of the condition. Hence, should a close relative be affected or was affected by the condition, you will be more likely to develop sanfalasma despite your cholesterol levels. Only when there is no family history of sanfalasma, the condition could be related to high cholesterol levels. The sanfalasma condition is usually assessed by family doctors and dermatologists. However, given that there is little research done on sanfalasma, the advice offered may not be in the best interest of the patient. In fact, some practitioners have advised their patients that it is too risky to have their sanfalasma treated because they could end up being scarred in the process. This advice had been offered because there is no inherent health risk in keeping the sanfalasma because they are benign growths and the little information and very little information is available on how to have sanfalasma properly removed. However, it has been proven that when removed with the latest treatments, the risk of scarring are remote. For long time, sanfalasma have been referred to as an indicator of potential high risks of cardiovascular disease, strokes and heart attacks. However, to this day, no scientific study have been carried out to corroborate the link between sanfalasma formation and cardiovascular diseases. Nevertheless, many still say that those affected by sanfalasma are more likely to die younger due to heart attacks or strokes. Initially, this alleged higher mortality of those affected by sanfalasma was believed to be due to the high cholesterol levels of those affected by sanfalasma. After all, the common belief is that high cholesterol levels caused by sanfalasma formation in the first place. However, no evidence of this has been found, especially given that the cholesterol levels of many affected are normal. A study carried out showing an association between sanfalasma formation and cardiovascular disease. In this study, it is shown how similar sanfalasma and xanthoma development process is due to the formation of plaques within the arteries. Lately, a study has associated the formation of sanfalasma with a 
percent greater risk of mortality due to cardiovascular diseases when compared with those without samphalasma. Samphalasma appear on both eyes symmetrically in the vast majority of the cases. It has not been reported a case of samphalasma on one on one eye only without the other eye being affected. However, it has been reported of people who developed samphoma without ever developing samphalasma and vice versa. Although samphalasma are skin lesions, fortunately, usually they are relatively superficial and they do not grow too deeply into the, into the dermis. Samphalasma usually reside between the superficial part of the dermis and the epidermis. In the same fashion, a common warts, as common warts, therefore, the successful treatment and removal without leaving scarring is feasible and not uncommon. Now, a side note onto this article. This article was written in 2013. Since then, we've uh, sold loads of sump removers the world over. Thousands of them. And no scars have been reported. However, there's some corrections here to be made. Not all samphalasma are very superficial. Some of them are quite deep. But despite that, you shouldn't worry. There are many methods to remove them very easily. One of the methods is the sample remover, which you can buy from our website, samphalasmaremoval.com. And the cheapest me- method is the use of trichloroacetic acid. If you want to know more about how to use it, we have a very useful article on samphalasmaremoval.com where we explain how to do it. And we've got videos about that as well. Thank you for listening and watching.